Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume, Volume 1. 1. Bill Dundee, Supermix Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling going on everybody this is the pwz podcast i am rick del santo the professor if you will we are live and i am joined today by showtime marcel williams we're going to be talking about a lot professional wrestling i hope that you're here to enjoy our time talking about the great sport of professional wrestling marcel how are you i'm doing good my guy it's uh july 7th (laughs) technical difficulties always something every time you got something planned this life but we are here to uh talk about professional wrestling dynamite um alley fights and test of strength uh saturday so yeah be patient with me i'm i'm, I'm a little uh as we call it i'm a little tight about technical <laughs> difficulties can't stand it it happens though it would not be the PWZ podcast if there was no technical difficulties of some sort. Uh, sorry for anybody trying to view us on time and that we're, uh, we showed up late because of these technical difficulties. But we, we seem to have them uh, fixed. So let's, uh, let's hit the road. Let's get the show on the road. It's going to be a busy weekend this weekend for uh, the local scene. Uh, as in tomorrow, we got PAPW Alley Fights. You want to start with that first? Yeah, we can start with that. Let me get to that uh, to my notes regarding that. There, the match list, I should say. Uh, I do have them here. Hang on. Uh, of course, um, let's just start off with, uh, you know, of course, you and uh, Lucas Chase have a long history here, and you guys will be meeting uh, supposedly one final time in a 30-minute Ironman match to uh, settle this feud that you guys have had. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it stirred up to be a feud, but, uh, you know, now, you know, it started at Black Friday last year for a special Black Friday uh, edition of Alley Fights. It was a match of pride. We went to time limit, 20 minutes, and um, he's been asked for a match ever since then. I've been avoiding him because I had better things to do. That was a PAPW championship at the time against Matias. So obviously, I didn't win the championship, and he was on his road with his contract to uh, grab any gold in PAPW, and he grabbed the PAPW Intercontinental Championship, which I really wasn't looking forward to any championship. I just wanted to rematch against Lucas Chase because I was even asked for it. I didn't mind doing it. But now the PAPW Intercontinental Championship is involved. He picked the stipulation. 30-minute Ironman match. I'm ready. I'm down. Maybe be the final time. Maybe we'll do it again. But this time, this time matters. I am looking forward to that match, and uh, I don't know if you saw what I said uh, earlier on your post regarding this. I said, I'm predicting now it's going to be a match of the year candidate going forward. Oh, listen, the heat is on me now. I got to pull out a five-star performance match, huh? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, another match I'm really looking forward to that evening. Uh, two guys, I uh, well, one made an appearance somewhat recently. The other I have not seen in probably maybe a year's time in Paradise Alley. Uh, Jiggy Sosa is going to be taking on Johnny Santos, uh, the returning Johnny Santos. Yeah, two big returns here. Johnny Santos has done a few alley fights in the past. In a one big event, uh, I think like a year or two ago, and then Jimmy So I'm saying Jimmy, somebody named Jimmy, Jiggy Sosa, is making his return at PAPW, and this match is gonna be real good. These two are really underrated performers that is looking to stand out, and I can't wait to look to see this match. My opinion here with uh, both guys, but uh, you know Johnny Santos. He's a star in the making. He's a star on the rise. He's a very good performer. He's got that aura about him, you know, celebrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jiggy Sosa is one of those guys. He's like, he's like a workhorse, so to speak. Absolutely. He's like one of those really good in-ring performers, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this match. Yeah, when uh, Jiggy's on, he is on. And like I said, Johnny Santos got that uh, – that it factor behind him where he got the charisma, the promos, the, the dress, all that. I'm looking forward to his match. Uh, the PAPW United States Championship, Ichiban, taking, uh, defending against Jared Diaz and Kylon King. Originally supposed to be a four-way. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it is going to continue to be a four-way, but uh, Bobby Buffet, who was involved in this match, had to pull out. Um, so there is a huge question mark there as to who will replace Bobby Buffet for this match. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this one. Um, it's going to be, did I say Ichiban, Jarrett Diaz, and Kylon King, which I think that uh, right there, the three of those guys are going to put on a, a banger. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I This can go really any way, but Ichiban is uh, – Quite the performer, if you will, has been out and been putting on great matches after great matches with that belt, and uh, let's hope he doesn't lose it. Yeah, let's hope not. Um, PAPW United States. No, um, but you got Kylon King in there, who's also doing the same thing, and then you got Jared Diaz, who's also doing. The same exact thing as the other two. So this match is gonna be real good. We we gonna figure out who the fourth opponent is. This is a stack alley fights card for tomorrow. Uh we already announced the two championships that will be online, but we also got a third championship on the line as well. Uh we do, we do. Where is it? Uh do I have that one here? I don't have that here. I'm sorry. I got you. Is Dustin Flash Waller? Defending the Alley Fights Championship in an open challenge. You're correct. My bad. I forgot about that one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have no technical difficulties. We'll be ready, but, you know, yeah. that's what happens. <laughs> right. Um, I'm curious about the, the uh, open challenge because he says that he wants to uh, take on somebody that he's never taken on before. Um, we're going to have to see how that goes, you know, because uh, it could be anybody can come out there and they could uh, take that title. That's correct. Uh, open challenges are, are real iffy. We we already seen open challenges in the past, watching AEW and watching also WrestleMania when Cody Rhodes made his appearance. And sometimes open challenges in the indie scene is kind of tricky as well. So somebody's looking to win the 
Valley Fight Championship from Dustin Waller tomorrow night. Hopefully, Dustin Waller survives. Uh, from there, the Battle Academy team of Hunter, Lorenzo, and damn, the girl. Skyler. <laughs> Skyler Gray. <laughs> it was mixed. The mixed six-person tag title, not tag team match, excuse me, not a title. Taking on Jay Baker, Stevie Legend, and uh, Big Juicy. Uh, I just want to say congratulations to TV Stevie here. I saw that he won his first championship. Uh, he posted out in Maine. I'm already having technical difficulties. Now I'm dropping stuff. At least it wasn't my <laughs> microphone. My computer these just went there. These yeah. are all these episodes that uh, we just got to look back at like, that night was the, the drizzling. I can't wait to make a PWZ bloopers episode, and this has definitely got to be on there. I was just going hello, hello to each other for five minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting matchup. And everything. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Uh, Skylar Gray has finally gotten to see a lot of action here in uh, Paradise Alley. She's been on a roll. Uh, she just... Um, Defeated Big Juicy at Wild Wild Wrestling last week in a, quite the matchup. And, you know, Battle Academy is Battle Academy. They're no one to be, uh, I guess, trifled with, as uh, the Guardian of Chaos would say. Yeah, they've been on a roll lately on alley fights. And then, obviously, they, they won the power play elimination match uh, last show. So they've been on a roll lately. And I guess they continue this role with Chris Battle as a PAPW champion. Um, of course, we got uh, Matt Awesome taking on Fly Nine Noriega. I'm not sure if uh, Fly Nine knows what he's getting himself into here. Matt Awesome is a very good competitor, but the two spent the entire day talking shit to each other on Instagram. So we're going to have to see. Uh, it's become very real, as they say. <laughs> yeah, just, they have worked themselves into a shoot, as they say, behind the scenes. And uh, I guess this match is going to be a really off-the-wall contest between the two. And I look forward to seeing all of it get, uh, get uh, you know, completed uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully it don't yeah. end up being a uh, a whole must storyline where they're just popping up at people's houses and taking people's sneakers and stuff. <laughs> Sorry to continue to laugh, but we got uh, Stan Michael, who I believe is debuting, if I'm not, uh, if I'm correct, uh, taking on uh, the returning Mills Hendricks. Mills Hendricks' uh, last alley fight uh, got his first win for Paradise Alley, and he was a guest on the show about a month ago, and a very nice kid. So if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about Mills Hendricks and his wrestling career and such, go back and check it out. Uh, this match, I have a. I feeling it's going to be a fun match. It might be another win here for Mills Hendricks. Yeah, Mills Hendricks on the road, trying to uh, go nationally in different states, and he's bringing it back here. Alley fights, hoping to get the W, and a big debut yep. for the other opponent as well, who I look forward to uh, seeing. Even though I'm, I'm really busy doing my 30-minute thing, I'm still going to check out the talent and see how all these results go down. As we got to report this live on the PWZ podcast next week. Tuesday. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about it. You might be asleep taking a nap uh, after your match, so you might not be able to pay attention to any other matches, provided Trust that's me. not live. 
Trust me, uh, 30 minutes is a long time. So uh, I'll still be awake, though. I'll still be ready. Uh, we got, uh, let's see, we have Test of Strength on Saturday, Undeniable 3. Uh, where is this? In Waterbury, Connecticut, I believe. Let me uh, scroll up here and find the uh, the, uh, the venue. It is uh, at the Elks Club, 283 West Main Street, Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, with a very special guest, former WWE star Carlito, as a part yeah. of the event. And uh, it says here that front row seats are sold out. General mission are $20. Uh, and kids under 13 are $10 uh, online, 20 at the door. So check this out. Former WWF star, uh, superstar, excuse me, Carlito. Got to throw in that super part because it's very <laughs> important when referring to WWE. Uh, in a mixed tag team match, the mission taking on the slick Wagner Brown, Matias, Gabby Ortiz, and Encore. Yeah, Encore made an appearance there before. Um, he also made a few appearances on, I think it was uh, WWE recently, uh, doing okay. extra work. But the mission. Going to get Slick Wagner Brown, Matias, and Gabby Ortiz. This is going to be a, a good uh, mixed tag team match. A lot of mixed uh, tag team action this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can say whether Connecticut's mixing it up this weekend. Bad <laughs> pun. Triple threat match. Mike Skyro is taking on Jordan Rowe and Carlito. I'm going to tell you that I think that Skyros and, and, and Rowe are going to kill this right here. Uh, Carlito might not know what, what he's getting in, himself into with here. Nah, two uh, real great performers as a Mike Skyros and uh, Jordan Rowe and Carlito. Obviously, we already know the history with him. Uh, should be a Hall of Famer soon. No matter how much time he was in the business, he still had a legacy in his business. But I look forward to this triple threat match. And um, it's a big it's a big showing for uh, Mike Skyros, Skyros and uh, Jordan Rowe. Uh, we have the K1 Classic Championship, Ichiban, taking on VSK. Of course, VSK, part of the uh, Cardonas in uh, the NWA, and I believe he's made uh, appearances elsewhere. Uh, I'm expecting this to be a really good match, Ichiban retaining the K1 Classic Championship. Yeah, Ichiban been on a roll. He only, not only got the PAPW champion, uh, United States Championship, but he got the uh, K1 Championship Classic. And uh, I see him walking out still, the K1 Classic Champion. Tribute to Killer Kowalski. Yes, sir. Uh, we got the Test of Strength Championship. Ryan Frost is going after champion Marco Santiago. Is it Ryan Frost's time? It's hard to say that. Frost's, Frost's, Ryan Frost's time to take that title. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's probably his time. He, he felt like it's his destiny to take this TOS championship. And um, Marcos is, has been on a roll lately, not only in other promotions, but even here by accomplishing winning the TOS championship. This is a big deal for Ryan Frost. And uh, I look forward to uh, looking at this match being the uh, top title of Test Strength. Absolutely. We got uh, Red Sawyer taking on Mark Alexander. Uh, Mark Alexander, of course, made Paradise Alley uh, appearances. Was a uh, I'm not familiar with Red Sawyer. So yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not sure uh, much about that guy. No, I'm not either. It's probably his debut for Chester uh, Strength, I think. So uh, Mark Alexander, I definitely know how he works and great guy. I got an upcoming match with him uh, at the end of the month at uh, 
Coliseum. Yep. yep. So um, look forward to that match. Uh, tag team titles is a miracle generation. Dustin Waller and uh, Kylon taking on Danny Miles and Lucas Chase. I'm looking at miracle generation to retain these titles. Yeah, I see them uh, retain these championships as well. Um, you know, Danny Miles and Lucas Chase, he probably won't even be 100% after uh, Friday to make it for the next day. But he called himself the Iron Man, which we'll figure that out. But I. Also, you know, Danny Miles and Lucas Chase not even a tag team. So you don't know whether they're going to mix or match or whether they're going to do it or not. So I see Miracle Generation taking this. In the sixth way, Montequilla taking on Bobby Orlando. Uh, Jay Bricks, Clara Garrias, Lorenzo Vendetta, excuse me, and Joseph Alexander. I haven't seen Joseph Alexander in quite some time. I think the last time I saw him was at a Paradise show. Yeah, me either. Uh, this is uh, big news right here. I'm seeing Joseph Alexander in a hot minute. So um, I see see Bobby Orlando. No, I see Montequila taking it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with you there. I think that guy's great. Um, and then, of course, we go to a, an open challenge. TJ Howell takes on an open challenge. Just what I said. Uh <laughs> He a lot of open challenges be, and mixed tag team matches. Seems to be the popular thing these days. I think that this could uh, end up not working in TJ Howell's favor for some strange reason. Yeah, I've seen all the, the shenanigans that he's been going through, and I, I, I can see this not going well for him. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume, Volume 1. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling Vault. like scary movies? What about science fiction and cult films? Then please visit Shocking Things. You can search for us on your favorite podcatcher. You can also go to anchor.fm slash shocking things for the main hub for the links to episodes and our social media. Now try and enjoy the daylight. Shocking Things. All right, so what do you say we get into uh, some All Elite Wrestling? We are getting ready for Dynamite live from Rochester, New York. Um, how about you thought of the whole the event as a whole? I, I thought it was an okay event. I did not get fully invested in the episode for some strange reason. I don't know why. Sometimes they, they, I get taken out of it for some reason, and, and this was not uh, one of those. I do have some complaints, and as we go along, I will explain those complaints, but I will tell you which I did like. I guess I get, not everything is going to click with everybody all the time. Uh, Absolutely. What's your opinion on the on this? Uh, I thought it was a solid episode. Um, a lot of news came out of it. And I felt like they should do certain things and don't do certain things. 
But uh, we'll explain that along the way. And a new TNT champion in Wardlow taking, uh, defeating Scorpio Sky. I don't think that America Top Team needed to get involved in this. If you noticed uh, a lot of Wardlow's matches, people seem to get involved just for him to destroy them. Don't you think that formula might get a little old here and there? Just doing that same thing over and over. And I get that this was a title match, so just to have all that interference, and it just seems to be a little bit too much sometimes. And that's just my personal opinion, that it was just a little confusing at times to see all this happen for a title match like this. I agree. Um, I agree with that, especially, like I said before, uh, the street fight rule did not need to be put on this at all. It did. Right. Uh, it should have been just a regular match, and if they got involved, then they got involved in a certain type of way. You didn't have no ref bump throughout the whole show yeah. anyway, so you could have did a ref bump. Why not? Um, but I kind of feel like, you know, it's time for Warlord to take it. Um, people complain about Scorpio Sky not having a good title reign or whatever. The title reign wasn't even good the first time. He wasn't given a chance the first time. And I feel like when he won the TNT championship in that ladder match where it was a great moment for him to take that title and be a babyface. They switched him back. Like nothing yeah. ever happened. So uh I think they need to reset the TNT championship and just uh you know start from fresh and Warlow's the guy to do it. The T TNT title has not been taken seriously for a number of months now. What's it? You know, since uh I don't know. I guess the people are saying that it's uh, Sammy Guevara that just was not doing a great job as a champion. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how to really say that, but uh, I just think that it was taken. It was. It just ended up being somewhat of a joke, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. So now I think that Wardlow could uh, reinstore the fans' faith in that belt, and make it more serious. Yeah, time to reestablish that championship. Make it sit, make it. Uh, I don't want to take any gimmicks from nobody, but make it great again, basically. And um, hopefully, wow, <laughs> make it great again. That uh, not saying that I'm on that side of the team when I say that gimmick, but you know, it has to be made great again because you got a lot of potential for a TNT championship. There is. Um, I think it could be a very great title. And then let's not forget that they keep adding titles, so that could also diminish some of the titles. You know what I mean? As as well. From there, we went to John Moxley backstage. He said he wouldn't be caught off guard. He knows what kind of monster he's taking on him, Brody King. That match later on tonight. I don't know. What do you think of uh, Moxley's promos? I'm not digging them as of late. Nah, that Moxley can can uh, cut the promos. He can do the do the talking. Uh, the only pet peeve, which is one of the issues that I am going to talk about this show, there should have been some type of footage showing us what Brody King can do. And I ain't talking. I know he's been in here for a few months for AEW doing stuff, but show us some Ring Honor footage that you purchased. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, educate us just like the uh, forbidden door. Can you talk? Forbidden door. Um, 
educate me. Educate me about Brody King and um, just make me anticipate this main event for this interim AEW championship. Make me care about it while CM Punk is injured. But uh, I kind of feel like they should have did that. Yeah, it seems like they don't use, they don't, uh, Brody King has been there for a few months, as you said. He's been part of a faction and he hasn't really been used much outside of that as far as like a singles competitor. Too much, unless it's been on darker elevation. So, like you said, educate the fans that are watching Dynamite. Now, I'm not even sure how many people actually watch Elevation or uh, Dark. So, how many people will be familiar with what this guy can do? Because not everybody watched Ring of Honor. Exactly. So, not everybody watched it. Nobody's uh, invested in any, anything that Brody King has done since uh, doing his stuff with House of Black. Um, like I said, we just know him as a, a trios, part of the trios. You know, let us know. Show us some footage. Make yeah. us care. You you have all these other promos that don't mean anything like we'll get into in a few. But, like, just educate me. You have Moxie work hard here to promote a match. And you could have just did it helping him with footage. Of yeah. all each footage. Um, I'm gonna skip over the Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. They just that's another, see that's that's the reason I say that that's one of them. That, that segment yeah. could have been cut for a, a video. It's very WWE esque uh, backstage segment comedy segment. You know, you know, it just it was useless. Uh, Christian Cage and Lucas Luchasaurus. Thank you very much. Apparently, I'm not even on the sauce tonight. So, um, so. He said the fans want to know why he turned and uh, decided to remain aligned with him, or Luchasaurus decided to remain aligned with him. Matt Hardy came out, uh, basically, you know, uh, <laughs> he's the Michael Jordan of being an asshole. Uh, and and he said, uh, you know, Jungle Boy, he tried to sell it. Jungle Boy was his friend, and he screwed him over, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they basically went back and forth for a few minutes, and I don't know. What did, you, did you think this added anything? And I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of this uh, feud. I mean, Jungle Boy hasn't uh, appeared back yet, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. And I guess that's the anticipation part, but, you know, it's been going on. I mean, I, I, I love the, uh, the Christian work. I love the Christian yeah. work. Um, a lot of people saying that he went too far with the, uh, with the Jeff Hardy uh, uh, situation. <laughs> putting that out there but christian throwing out bombs he becoming the must-see promo of the night and uh i like what christian's doing especially when he got luchasaurus doing all the work for him right but i guess we will get a little match between luchasaurus and matt hardy i guess which i don't yeah. see. i'm not interested in that at all i at all i like luchasaurus a lot i'm just <laughs> I'm just not interested in seeing Matt Hardy at this day and age. No offense, Matt Hardy, but Luchasaurus, I like watching. But yeah, and then there was a video package of Blood and Guts, and uh, was it what the hell is it? Menard said he did it for Jericho. Yeah, Menard said he did it for Jericho. Regal said that he had never seen such destruction, and Kingston said he wanted more. Did you see the long version of this promo? No, was it online? Yes, it was online, and it's very a must-watch. Um, if Matt Menard and if they really want to sit here and really uh, be baby faces, they could have with this promo. Check it out on YouTube on the uh, All Elite uh, YouTube page. 
I want to say hello to Matt Awesome, who is here in the chat. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we are talking about tomorrow night a little bit earlier. We're definitely looking forward to the uh, the match with Fly Knight. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Uh, from there, what is it? They showed a promo between Claudio and Jake Hager. Uh, people were making fun of uh, Jake Hager online talking about his speech and how they can't understand what he says. The guy's got a speech impediment, like a lisp, so they're sitting there cutting on the guy. Of course they would. Dusty Rose had one. Yep. Uh, Cody Rose kind of got a little one in a little bit. Um, it's Come on. It, it, it's, it's, come on. Jake Hager, man. Give, give, give him a break. Give him a break. Hell of a nice guy. I, look, match. I, look, I, I yeah. really look forward to this match. The real Americans... You're looking forward to the reunion? All right. No, uh, the, the, the match I'm looking forward to. I don't know about the uh, the tag match or, you know, them performing. Oh. Uh. Yeah. But no, we, we had – I heard Claudio talking, by the way. I forgot. Claudio had a chance to cut a promo, which was not that bad. The guy could talk. He just didn't on TV. Elsewhere. Well, you, well, you listen to uh, Vince McMahon. He said that he was maybe too Swiss. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Too Swiss. You can say McMahon. And McMahon doesn't like. He doesn't. They also said two certain people sounded too southern, so he didn't want them on their television. Exactly. So, you know what I mean. So he wanted everybody to sound like they were from New York. That sounds right. I'm surprised AJ Styles survived so long. I guess his uh, performance outshines his accent. Absolutely. Swerve in our glory. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeated the Butcher and the Blade. I can't get tired of this tag team of Keith Lee and Swerve. I like this team. I do I like thought- this team. Uh, this this match, though, it, it wasn't clicking. Nah. I just don't think they had the chemistry with the Butcher and the Blade. Nah, they didn't. They just tell a little story here in between when uh, Keith Lee knocked down Strickland. And uh, they kind of made up at the end. But the main thing is we got a triple threat tag team match coming up next week for the AEW Tag Team Championships. We do. We'll be running down the entire lineup before – or the lineup that we have, sorry, so far uh, towards the end here. After the match, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks interrupted – Hobbs was tired of being disrespected. Starks was tired of the mask and Leia asking, acting like there's somebody. Excuse me. I my notes. Uh, there's levels to this, and Lee and Swerve aren't on their level. Starks, I think, cut an intense promo right here tonight, this night. Man, I thought it was really good. Starks is so fucking good. TN Coupon, I'm uh, popped on in. I appreciate you taking your break uh, from work to watch us. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you for joining in. Thank you for joining in, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Starks is a best, man. I swear. This dude taking loafers off, running up the aisle. <laughs> 1997 Ric Flair promo style. Um, it was getting even better until the Young Bucks came in, your favorite. I got to tell you, every time I see those guys on television, I cringe. 
It's just, I don't want to say it. Maybe I could say it, but they're ridiculous. I mean, it's just, they're, but the thing is, they're over. You know yes, what I mean? Fans love them. I don't have to, but it's okay. You know, I do, I did enjoy certain matches that they've done, such as the match with FTR uh, and uh, the match with Lucha Brothers. I, I enjoyed and, I just can't get into these guys at all. And they dress like uh, old men or like my 14-year-old nephews. You know what I mean? And those damn outfits that they wear. <laughs> so I'm telling you. They have their moments, but you know what? When it comes down to brass tacks, when they want to perform, they, they pull it all out. And uh, this triple threat tag match should be real good. Um, before we had something similar a few months ago with Jurassic Express, but with the Young Bucks involved, I think it's going to be real good. Um, I don't know. I guess the road to uh, FTR and Young Bucks is coming soon because they did say that they're the best tag team in the world. Huh. Some people say the Bucks are. Some people say FTR is. I'd like to see yeah. that. And I guess that's that's what they're trying to build towards. They're tied up. One one. Yeah. House of Black cut a video promo. Uh, Black, uh, excuse me, Malachi Black said he envied the pain Moxley inflicts on himself and others. Brody, Brody King will leave his mark on him forever. Of course, there was a nice Eddie Kingston promo. Got to tell you again, Eddie's the best, dude. Eddie's just smoking. Eddie is smoking hot right now, and um, he knows how to talk and you know, continue the story with him and Chris Jericho, which keeps yep. us invested. So they brought the Dark Order out for a wait, promo. Wait, wait, wait before, hold on, you, hold on. You, you missed yeah. the most important part when. Uh, oh, Jericho interrupted. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jericho interrupted, and they did an old Dusty classic. They put Ruby's arm in the door and uh, smashed it. Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. And it's a, yeah, it says the uh, Ty Conte slammed the car door on Ruby Soho's hand. So I hope she's okay. Oh, okay, Fabe. Okay, yeah. They, uh, they getting ready for some more mixed tag team action, I guess. Soon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so then that actually adds something to the story to, to progress it forward. I think that's not so bad right there. No, it's not. It's not. But this next segment is the longest reigning uh, story that's going forward for the next probably nine years. But go ahead. <laughs> nine years? <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a dark order. He? Nine? Uh, he's got to be, yeah. Uh, somewhere around there. Well, 10 years. 10 years of great storytelling that's coming up right now. Uh, okay, um, Rochester is, of course, the home of the late Brody Lee and, of course, his son, Negative One, uh, showed up there with a mask in the Dark Order. The, uh, I actually kind of was surprised that the Dark Order showed up on a Wednesday night. I mean, they thought they were pretty much relegated to <laughs> elevation or dark. That's so. messed up. Yeah. I mean, no offense. No offense, but, you know, um, the fans loved it, though. The fans loved it. And then the fans loved it when, uh, you know, and, uh, the, with the altercation with QT Marshall. And then who comes out but uh, Adam Page. Yeah, Adam Page. Former Adam Dark Page. Order. Yeah. 
And this not uh, exactly a dark or dark order member, probably a, a supporter, an associate, yes, a supporter. Yeah. Uh, and then they showed clips of Negative One. What was the uh, what's the guy's name from? He was on Dark, but he wrestles for championship or not wrestles, but he's a manager forget, in championship. They showed, they showed him, <laughs> yeah. And him he's from champ- down t- uh, <laughs> the other guy's pants. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he pulled out these pants. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, negative one greatest hits on dark. <laughs> uh, this next match, I have to say, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk Wait, about this. That it was the most important thing that continued this, this rivalry. Negative one said he will not pin QT Marshall until he turns 18. So, you know what that means? He's gonna Long train storytelling. So even if QT Marshall leaves AEW, he's going to be back at least <laughs> at some point. They have to bring him back for one night. They got to bring him back for one match, one match only. That's been uh, 11, 12 years at a big end. Yeah. So I think we have – I think he's 10 now, it says here in my notes. I think I wrote that down. So, so uh, this is going to be the longest storyline <laughs> Louisa <laughs> Dean Coupon says, "Good grief, longest story <laughs> for negative one." <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sit here. We'll watch it. So we'll go watch whatever it is that's shown to us. But just remember, it's gonna be eight, nine years of the making. And story clips and everything gonna lead up to this match. If we're still here in ten years, for Christ's sake, if we still here, God forbid, not going. Go. We're 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 uh we're, we got a goal here apparently. Uh, so. <laughs> Roosh defeated Penta. He took his mask. My question oh, wait, is: before, the, before you say this match, I'm sorry to interrupt. Commentary. Yeah. Yes. What do you think about the change of the commentary of Taz, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone for first hour, and then Jim Ross switching over to second hour? It was supposed to be putting Ross over on Rampage as well, correct? From what I've read. That's what I seen from the first Rampage that that was last week. Yeah. There's very few commentators can uh, can hold the same microphone that Jim Ross has held. I'll tell you that. Tony Schiavone is one of them. He is a great commentator. I think Excalibur catches a lot of shit, but I think he's actually very good um, at what he does. I don't mind the split. Taz is also a very good commentator, or else he wouldn't have lasted. Taz is great. Yeah, Taz he wouldn't have. Right now. Yeah, he wouldn't have lasted in WWE and TNA for so long as a commentator if he wasn't good. Um, well, TNA, I don't know because they hired anybody, it seemed, at some point. No offense. But, but um, it just seems – I don't know. I, I don't mind the split up. Uh, is, is, is JR not able to do it? Is he just just trying to make it uh, more entertaining? I know JR catches a lot of uh, grief on uh, on the – what do they call it? On the social media from the IWC, which I think is quite unfair because he – to me – it's probably the second greatest uh, commentator uh, in professional wrestling history next to Gordon Soley. But I think that uh, him being on the second hour, I don't mind it, you know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't want to do it for two hours. Nah, that's, you You may be right, but absolutely. It makes, it, it makes the broadcast, uh, it refreshes the broadcast. Yeah. So basically, to get uh, the best of both worlds. You get Tony Giovanni in the beginning. And then you get the JR fail at the end. So 
I agree with the change the way they did it. Do you remember when you grew up probably watching wrestling? Most of your shows were like an hour long wrestling mm -hmm. shows. Very few were two hours. And when I was growing up, primetime wrestling was two hours, which was not an episodic television by any means. It was just a bunch of matches, and then they would show some promos and hype up the events to come into your area. So there's no, like, really great two-hour broadcast, like, to sell something like, like they do now. Exactly. So sitting there through an episodic episode, an episodic Christ, that doesn't make sense. An episodic show like this, yeah. it can get tiring with so much action going on after an hour. So of them making the switch, it could very well uh, help out, rejuvenate, re reignite the, the, the watchers that might be worn out from the first hour. Yeah, I fully understand that. It takes me back to Nitro. When Nitro used to change around with Larry Zabisco and then switch over to uh, Bobby Heenan and, you know, sometimes do Eric Bischoff and then into Tony Schiavone at the end, especially when they went into a three-hour format. So yeah, I'm used to the change. It's something fresh, you know. Uh, thank you to you, Young Couponer. Uh, thank you for watching. And we're going to be – I think um, next week I want to discuss a little bit more of the Flair's last match. So Because uh, that show seems to be adding more and more matches that are just going to be bangers. So it's going to be a good event. You know what that means? Ric Flair match gonna be two minutes or under. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go on a sixty-minute Broadway. Ready. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get back to this match. Roosh uh, defeated Penta, and quite a good match. I thought this was a really, really good match. Uh, Roosh is AEW television debut. Of course, the uh, they took the mask again, and this is what the third time in his career Pentagon has mask stolen. Nah, I think it been many more than that. But this was another example as well. Like you got Roosh, you got all the film for him for uh, why you didn't do this before this match to introduce us to Roosh. It's stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. Like you got the footage, show it. Yeah, fill us in. Who this guy is? Obviously, I know who yes. this guy is because I follow wrestling a lot. But this match was real good. Um, I think Penta need to get some type of Velcro on his mask or some glue because this thing was coming off all the time. And uh, weave it, in, weave it into the back of his hair, maybe that, or yeah. get some paint, put it under the mask, or stay on. Maybe somebody got to go through the effort to get paint remover or something like that. I don't know, but. Um. Yeah, the mask thing is kind of getting too carried away now. But uh, oh, our boy is in the chat. I was going to ignore it, but um, I know you was. I know. <laughs> uh, so okay. Um. So Samoa Joe is going to be taking on Jay Lethal. Uh, for the ROH Television Championship at Death Before Dishonor. I think we kind of knew that that was going in that direction. It's a match that's, uh, I think, is going to be a banger, so I'm looking forward to that. That is also at the end of the month, right? Correct? I'm not sure exactly. I don't remember what the date is offhand. Was it July 30th or July 20th? What, for uh, Death Before Dishonor? Show? I got to yeah. look up the date. I know July 30th is SummerSlam. Okay, so it's, not the th it's around that time period, I believe. Uh, there's a lot going on that weekend too. 
the entire weekend. So, yeah, uh, going up against SummerSlam is Coliseum Pro. So, yeah, people no. got to make their decisions. Go out and support the independent wrestling. Peacock will be there. That's all I got to say. Peacock will be there for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, or free if you're an Xfinity uh, subscriber. However, I feel that. Uh, uh, I, I, I read an article that uh, Peacock is going to stop, or Comcast is going to stop that pretty soon. Of course they would. Yeah, the the free tier. Um, so Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Sutton Singh were backstage. Dutt was uh, ecstatic, if you will, saying that Lethal would win the title. Lethal said he wouldn't take Joe lightly, but he would take his championship. Yeah, this could be. I, I kind of feel like the storyline didn't need be needed, but they've been pushing it so much though for this ROH pay per view. This is really gonna be a real good match between these two. Yeah. All right, hang on. I'm trying to get to my notes here. All right. Um. So <laughs> we finally got our answer as to what side uh, this would this would end up with this next yes, match. We did. Uh, the acclaimed the and the gun the gun club defeated. Uh, Roughing it. That is such a bad name, dude. Um, so bad. So, of course, after the match, it was the uh, altercation between the Ass Boys, the Gun Brothers, and uh, the Acclaimed, <clears throat> where they laid out the uh, the Acclaimed. And, of course, Billy Gunn comes out, yells at him, and then, of course, takes his side of, of his boys. And uh, what's he give the uh, was it the famous or two? Was it Anthony the Bowen? Bowen, or was yeah. it? Yeah, or was it turning okay. Anthony Bowen? Yep, and that was his. Uh, that was his return match. Actually, it did. So he'd been sitting in that wheelchair, just smiling, doing nothing. He was better this whole time. Yeah, that was a that was a ploy, and I, I guess Billy Gummas took that as a negative, or I don't know what it was that broke them up. But obviously, the claim was getting getting real hot, and I told you this was coming where they was turning on them, so they get uh the upper hand on some uh some hot talent which is the claim so hopefully this is like a little uh segment that pushes the claim upward to a AEW tag team championship run yeah i think that it's going to i think that help get them uh i think they're going to feud with the with the Asp, with the gun brothers quite a bit uh you know at least have a couple matches and then uh like you said gear them to hope, can't even talk. Geared to them towards the uh, going towards the titles. Um, I'm going to skip over these last the next things uh, promos because it's not really that you know important. Besides the Miro promo, yeah, and then uh, Thunderstorm, <laughs> the team of Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I'm going to bring this up here. Don't you feel hmm. that some of the tag team names in AEW are very reminiscent of? Something that maybe Bischoff came up with in WCW in like 94, 95, like Thunderstorm. It does. I mean, Excalibur put it out there and then somehow somebody clicked on it. But nobody will not disrespect the dudes with attitudes. Part two. I'm going to put part two after that one. I'm starting my own thing. Dudes with attitudes, part two. So they defeated Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. I cringed when I saw Nyla and Shafir walk into the ring. The hell's with the umbrellas? They teaming up with Mark 
Marty Scroll now or something. Like I was like, what the hell is going on here? I don't and, know what's going on here. Uh, between that and Thunder Rosa chopping Shafir and Shafir's like, don't apologize. And it, Maria Shafir is not for me. I cannot take her anymore. Um, maybe a great person, maybe a future great performer, but she's just not ready to be on the main stage no more. I don't know what hard on anybody got in the backstage to put her on dynamite, but she needs some training. And um, Nyla Rose, you already know my opinion about her. Nothing bad. It's just she's always the go-to, and you got so many women that's on the roster that yeah. you can make as a go-to. We've seen her way too many times, and just put her on the, you know, not even necessarily put her on the back burner. Like, just nah, don't even do that. Stop relying on her so much. You know what I mean? There's way many. There's a lot of other women. What about uh, what's her, like Willow Nightingale? I think is an amazing talent. Mm-hmm. Give her, give her the push. Kara Hogan, you got Kara Hogan. Lot, you got a lot of women out there that can go. That could put on the same performance as Nyla Rose. Uh, she pro- she probably do do a lot of hard work behind the scenes and is a great coach. Probably I don't you know I'm not back there. That's you know if I was back there maybe I'd tell a different story. But you gotta give opportunities to other people. Um, this wasn't a terrible. I mean, I guess it wasn't a terrible match, but it wasn't a great match either. It didn't click. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Garcia was backstage. He said, Yuda doesn't strike an ounce of fear into his heart. He'll see Yuda at uh, Death Before Dishonor. So I guess that's going to be the matchup for Death Before Dishonor. I got a couple matches listed here. Oh, those are the two matches, that and the Joe and Leith one. So um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think, I think I'd love to review that one if we're both on the same page for that. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 1. One. Bill Dundee, Super Mix Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC keeps you in the zone. like scary movies? What about science fiction and cult films? Then please visit Shocking Things. You can search for us on your favorite podcatcher. You can also go to anchor.fm slash shocking things for the main hub for the links to episodes and our social media. Now try and enjoy the daylight. Shocking No, I'm I'm down to do that. But we also had a an, another challenge put out there. It's gonna be FTR challenge the Briscoes in a rematch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. 
Is that going to end yeah. up at the? That's going to end up for. Uh, I'm guessing that's going to end up for death before dishonor. That is. That's official. Yeah, it, it is official. Okay. All right. So let's see. And then I think we had the main event. Let me go. Yeah, it was John Moxley defeating Brody King. This did not do much for me. I, I literally, at this point, I kind of had lost interest in the show. <laughs> I like hey. Brody King. I do like Moxley. Moxley, at times, is just, I don't know. He's not doing it for me. We're in, when it was Dean Ambrose, when his, he first came in for a while as Moxley, and even still, he does do some interesting things. That, But as of late, it's just... Doesn't it doesn't seem doesn't seem to be clicking with me personally. Um, I kind of call this little interim run a makeup for 2020. He uh, had the AEW championship when there was no crowd around. Uh, has it been success? I'll give it another month. You know, the, the build up to All Out is is still waiting. We don't know whether he's going to face CM Punk or not for the unification championship, but give us some time. Give us some time. Maybe this match will be more better off if you show clips of Brody King and show how much a threat that he could have been. It's really only been, what, two weeks, right, that he's held the belt? Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. And that's uh, that's pretty much it for for Dynamite for me. Um, Do you have any other final thoughts? No, not tonight. I just gotta get ready, get some rest, because I got a thirty-minute well, Ironman match to win. Well, I'm going to keep you awake for about another ten minutes. I just want to run down the uh, rampage for Friday, and Shoot. then uh, I got three matches listed for. You know where the hell they go? I think I lost. Okay, rampage. My bad. Eddie Kingston's taking on Konazuki Takshita. I can and I, I still can't say that right, but either way, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez will be in action. Jonathan Gresham, Lee Moriarty are taking on the Gates of Agony and Orange Cassidy and Tony Nice. Let's see, Tony is, is Orange Cassidy gonna bring it again? And then, uh, go ahead. Do you think that the uh, AEW is gonna start doing the women tag team championships? I kind of feel like they shouldn't, but. I kind of feel like with the thunderstorm and Serena Deeb and Mercedes. If they do that, they need to stop adding so many men's titles. They have so many championships. Are they going to just have the equivalent in women's? And it's nothing against the women. It is just you're going to have, say, six men titles, six that, that, and then nobody cares about four of them, and then the same in the women's division. You catch me So it's like nobody can. I mean, the All Atlantic title, let's be serious. It's just another title added to because they have such a deep roster. And why do they have such a deep roster? Because well, they're doing great built. things with the, uh, the All Atlantic Championship. I've seen Pac is going so far. Yeah, so far. Let's see where it goes in a month or two months. I mean, the, the TNT title was, a, was, a, was on fire in the beginning as well. Yeah, it was. So uh, next uh, Wednesday, AEW Dynamite is Fighter Fest. We got Claudio taking on Jake Hager. 
the World Tag Team titles, the Young Bucks taking on Swerve in Your Glory, in Our Glory, and Starks and Hobbs. I'm going to say it. I think that's going to be a good match. I don't really predict that about the Bucks, but I'm going to tell you that's a good match. Yeah, it may be a show stealer. We already know how uh, Cornette's favorite tag team like to perform. And I uh, look forward to this being a, a good uh, tag team title match. I even said a f- uh, earlier today that I said, I swear to God, I'm becoming more and more like Cornette each and every day, the more ridiculousness I see. Did you see that clip of Joey Janela from that GCW event riding yeah. in the the car in the match? I was like, this is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> You can laugh. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but they, but it's like people that like that and that want to see it. It's like, are you serious? That's what you watch wrestling for? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> There's some stuff that just don't need to be done. And that was one of them. But it, I mean, dude, it, was, it's just, it was funny. <laughs> it it was funny, but like I said, it's I I might take maybe I take professional wrestling a little too seriously. I treat it. No, no, no. It's good to I, take seriously, but that that was it, it, it was real funny though. I treat it like it's a legitimate sport, like as if it's you know, I know what professional wrestling is though. I'm not stupid or five years old. I just, it was funny. It definitely was funny, but it definitely was just, why do that? <laughs> it's something I would expect out of like an Adam Sandler movie. We're going to try to get that clip to air this Tuesday. I, I will have that. that. I will have that ready for you. <laughs> but without any uh, further ado, I want to thank the gentleman that tuned in tonight, TN Coupon or Donnie. Matt Awesome. I think that might have been it for tonight. Thank you very much. Tuesday is going to be on fire next week. So make sure you tune in, like, subscribe, share, and, uh, you know, throw all the positive stuff. Absolutely. Good night. Thank you for joining us. Good night.